ABF Creative. ABF Creative. <sighs> Look at that. A bright and sunny day. Granny always used to say that when the sun shines bright, it exposes the truth in the shadows. Guess this is a fitting day for me to head down to the pool. Hey there, kids. We all waiting for me this whole time. Today's the day. I think I'm finally going to search the pool for clues. I'm hoping to find out how I got stuck here once and for all. And you know what else? Something tells me there'll be answers waiting for me there. <laughs> there you are, Oliver. Took you long enough to get here. I was just telling the kids about my plan. You know, you should all join me. If things get hairy again, it'll help to actually have witnesses this time. <laughs> all righty then. Let's head out before I change my mind about this whole thing. Oliver, what are you giving me those weird looks for? What? <laughs> me? Looking nervous? Uh, <laughs> of course not. You must be losing your mind. All right, all right. Nothing gets past you, Oliver. Maybe I am a little. Truth is, this is making me think back to 1976. It was the first time I ever toured Camp Redbrum. And what happened that day <gasps> foreshadowed my own story in the making. The year was 1976, and a, a bright and sunny, sunny day, day had turned, turned to darkness at Camp Redrum. In Chipmunk Cabin, Phoebe, Rosario, Colette, and their four cabin mates were getting in their pajamas and climbing into their sleeping bags on their bunk beds. All right, girls, their counselor Misha said as a trumpet sounded in the distance. That's Taps. Into bed with all of you. I want to hear seven snoring chipmunks by the time I'm off the porch. Us a ghost story first, Colette begged. Ebony promises not to scream her head off this time. <laughs> no can do, my screaming chipmunks, Misha responded. The janitor quit yesterday, and Mr. Redroom's got all of us counselors on cleanup duty in the dining hall. The janitor quit? Rosario chortled. That explains a lot. A lot of smells, Phoebe joked. We had to do macrame class outside today because the art barn reeks of rotting fruit. I guess the junior campers all brought snacks to feed their pet rocks. <laughs> I'll feed you to the pet rocks if you don't stay quiet, Misha said with a wink as she switched off the light and slipped out the screen door. And the girls did stay quiet. At least until Misha's footsteps could be heard stepping off the porch. First, there was one giggle, then another, 
as the seven girls waited till the coast was clear. Bibi whispered as she squinted out the screen window that overlooked the dark path next to the cabin. One by one, the campers slipped out of bed. Ow! <laughs> Sorry, Sienna. Bibi giggled as she slipped uh, off her top bunk hey. and stepped on Sienna's foot on her way down. Hey. Oh, Ebony, your mom sends the best treats. Colette whispered as they sat down and Ebony opened a candy bar to share. The girls quietly gathered in a circle in the center of the cabin, their eyes adjusting to the darkness. Okay, so what do we play? Rosario asked in an excited whisper, her mouth full of chocolate. Bloody Mary? Mm. We always do Bloody Mary, Colette objected, echoing the groans of her bunkmates. Plus, the spiders in the bathroom are scarier than any ghost that could show up in the mirror. Truth or dare? Bibi asked and then laughed. (laughs) What? As pillows were thrown at her. Ouch! We had to switch from truth or dare to Bloody Mary in the first place. Because Sienna's dares were going to get us kicked out of camp. Okay then, what do we play? Bibi asked. I have a good one, Rosario said with a wicked grin. It's called Light as a Feather. Stiff as a board! (laughs) Colette squealed and clapped, finishing Rosario's sentence. Oh, I love that one! I'll go first, she said, scooting into the center of the circle and laying down on her back. Well, I guess that settles it, Bibi said dryly. How do we play? Bibi asked. First... Everybody puts two fingers under Colette, Rosario instructed, demonstrating. (laughs) Sienna, that's my butt! (laughs) Sorry. Colette screeched, bursting into giggles. Hushing each other to keep their giggles from summoning a counselor, the cabin mates all followed suit, slipping two fingers of each hand under Colette. (laughs) Now what? Bibi giggled. Now... We all repeat, Rosario murmured in a gloomy voice. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. 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 As the rest of the cabin joined in with the chanting, Rosario whispered, Now, lift. As one, the cabin mates pressed their fingers beneath Colette and began to lift. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Six inches, then a foot. The cabin mates effortlessly lifted Colette into the air. She seemed to float waist-high as the girls first shifted to their knees, then to their feet. (laughs) It's working, Bibi whispered with delight. It's... (laughs) 
Bibi sneezed, and the spell was broken. Colette just managed to land on her feet as her cabin mates exploded into fits of giggles, yanking their hands away to cover their mouths and the sound of their laughter. Shh! Me next! Rosario said with quiet excitement. Once again, the girls gathered, this time with Rosario laying on her back, giggling in the middle. (laughs) I'm ready, Rosario whispered. Lift me with your witchy magic. Just like Colette, Rosario began to rise as her friends chanted, lifting her with just two fingers from each of their hands. Bibi whispered. She's like floating. Colette hissed. Outside, two voices could be heard, and they were coming closer. It's Mr. Redrum, Bibi whispered. Who's he talking to? Colette asked. You'd really be helping us out if you came on board. Mr. Redrum was saying as he passed by their cabin window. Bibi murmured as quietly as she could. I think he's interviewing a new janitor. You've got a real nice place here, Mr. Redrum. The man being interviewed responded. Bet it's even nicer in the daylight. Oh, (laughs) I think nighttime is the best time here at the camp. Mr. Redrum responded lightly. Then he asked, You live close by? I got a place in town. The man answered, and the two started walking again. The voices faded as they walked away. You guys? At the sound of Colette's voice, her cabin mates turned their attention from the screened window back to the game. Except... There was no game. Or, at least, there was no Rosario floating in front of them. Rosario, want to have your turn... Bibi stopped herself short, remembering they had started Rosario's turn. Only now... Rosario? She was gone. Wait, where'd she go? Colette scanned the room, her stomach jumping, expecting that Rosario would leap out and scare them any second. Ew! Spiderweb! Bibi exclaimed, swatting something thin and stringy away from her face. The spiderweb caught on her fingers, and when Bibi tried to yank her hand free, the web somehow held attached to something above. Bibi's confused gaze traveled up where it met the beam of flashlight Colette had swept around the room resting finally above their heads, where Rosario floated. Her long, black hair tangled in Bibi's fingers. Ah! Reeling back in horror as her cabin mates screamed, Colette dropped the flashlight. As its light bulb burst, the image of Rosario Her limbs outstretched with fingers rigid. Her face pressed against the ceiling, seared itself into the girls' minds. Rosario! Bibi shouted, 
as she switched on her flashlight, frantically pointing it towards the ceiling. She's gone, Colette said in disbelief, following the beams of flashlights around the cabin as everyone switched theirs on and began to search. By the time the girls had searched under the beds, in each of their cabin trunks, and in the buggy bathroom, they were completely freaked out. It was decided they should go to the camp director's cabin and report what had happened. Let's go, Bibi said, leading the group to the cabin door. As they approached, though, the door swung open, and they jumped back. Rosario? Bibi asked in a shaking whisper. Rosario stood on the porch, her eyes open and glazed. She took one lurching step into the cabin, and then another. You're soaking wet, Colette said, moving aside so Rosario could come in as Sienna wrapped a towel around Rosario's shoulders. The other campers stood aside as Rosario walked slowly toward her bunk. Bibi followed Rosario to her bed. What what happened? Bibi wrinkled her nose. You smell like chlorine. Were you... Did, did you fall in the pool? Rosario nodded, and then her eyes cleared. And it was like she was just realizing where she was. Rosario locked eyes with Bibi. I made it through, but only for a second. I didn't have the golden keys, so they sent me back. Rosario, suddenly aware that she was wet, began to shiver. Here, put these on, Bibi said, handing Rosario some fresh pajamas and helping her to bed. Bibi exchanged confused looks with her cabin mates. Then, what golden keys, Rosario? Bibi asked gently. Who sent you back? From where? Rosario didn't answer. She just slipped into her sleeping bag and laid down with her back facing her bunkmates. That new janitor better clean the pool, Colette said, picking up Rosario's sopping wet nightgown from the floor before hanging it over a chair back. This thing is covered in owl feathers. An hour or so later, when Rosario's cabin mates had drifted off to an uneasy sleep, and Rosario herself had slipped into one of those strange dreams that would plague her slumber for the rest of her life, Mr. Redrum and the new janitor passed back by the chipmunk cabin. Well, what do you think, Eli? Mr. Redrum asked. Do you want to join Camp Redrum as our new janitor? I think I might. Eli answered. I do have one question, though. What happened to the old janitor? The one that had this job before me? Hmm. Must have gotten a new opportunity, Mr. Redrum said with a shrug. Can't imagine what would be better than this place, Eli said. I've got to tell you, Mr. Redroom, you hire me for this job, I might just want to stay here forever. <laughs> Who's so funny? Eli asked uneasily. <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
<laughs> Nothing at all, young man, Mr. Redroom answered with another <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Nothing at all. Good story, wasn't it? <laughs> Almost as creepy as what happened to me. <laughs> at least little Rosario made it back. I wasn't so fortunate myself. my luck. Of course it starts to pour now that we're at the pool. Now I gotta watch my step in there. All right, kids. Stay back. I'm not sure what kind of magical mumbo-jumbo was about to happen down here. Oh, I forgot just how steep this darn thing is. Ugh. I never liked deep end. What's wrong, Oliver? You see something? <gasps> well, I'll be. Another one of those crazy-looking cryptic messages. And it looks just like the one we saw on the side of that cabin. That's the same paint and everything. The type of paint you can only read if you shine a light on it. Good thing I brought my flashlight with me. What's that say? I, oh, I, I, I open with the golden keys of Red Room. The golden keys of Red Room? Huh, that does sound familiar. Wait, yeah, that day I disappeared. I found some keys on the campgrounds. I was gonna bring them to the lost and found before Jack Redrum told me to clean the pool. And Rosario, I remember now. She wouldn't stop talking about the golden keys from that day forward. I just thought the same thing, Oliver. I had those keys on me when I came here last. Clearly they opened up some kind of portal or vortex. And this pool right here is the entrance. <gasps> it's gotta connect to some other reality. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> All right. That's a no-go. But you know what? I think we're finally getting somewhere. <laughs> now that I know for a fact that those golden keys are my ticket out of here, it's just a matter of finding those blasted things. Y'all lucked out this time. That's for sure. No keys means I'm stuck at Red Room, which means you still get your stories. Let's just hope that this isn't the start of another scary chapter in the saga of Camp Red Rock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs>